This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. So what a season we're in. 21 days of lockdown here in South Africa. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken right now. Our foundations are being shaken. We can't work as we normally did. We can't have church as we did in the past. We can't go for a walk in the park nor a walk on the beach. Things have drastically changed. Many of us are running around the house trying to uh, still stay fit and, uh, and focused. So we've been stuck at home uh, like you guys. And uh, I thought it was going to be a wonderful time in God's presence. And I must be honest, it hasn't been. It's been, been challenging. It's been tough. It's been feeling like coming to the cross of Christ over the last few weeks. And so God's been shining His holy light upon my heart. And He's been revealing to me that I have been infected with a virus. Now, not a physical virus, but a, a virus of the soul. And in honor of the season that we're in, I'm calling it the coronavirus of the soul. Now, I wouldn't go as far as some who has named their newborn twins Corona and COVID. Now, I wouldn't go that far. But in honor of the season, I want to call this virus the coronavirus of the soul. And so God has been doing a deep work on the inside of me. It's not been easy, but I can feel that God is revealing to me this virus and he's also flushing it out of my system. And the exciting part is this freedom is beautiful. I want to be free and I want to help you, each one of us, to be free. So right now, I believe God is wanting to work, do a deep work in the hearts of believers. God is calling each one of us. He's trying to get our attention and he's saying, hey, I want to do a deep work in you before I'm going to do a great work through you. You see, God begins to work when we come to the end of ourselves. God begins to work when we come to the end of ourselves. And if we desire a great move of God in the earth, then we need to come to the end of ourselves. And this lockdown and the coronavirus and the implications that it has is our opportunity to come to the end of ourselves so that God can begin to move like never before. So the coronavirus, it's a global pandemic with significant consequences in terms of lives lost and economies being shaken. Corona means crown in Latin because of the perceived crown that's seen on the virus particle. The coronavirus is a virus that has seemingly crowned itself. In the same way, I believe the coronavirus of the human soul has had a great impact on humanity. It has had far-reaching consequences and it has been destructive, even within the church. The crown virus or the crowning of self virus is what I call it. The exalting of self. You see, it speaks of the corruption of the human heart, where we desire honor and glory for ourselves instead of giving glory to God. So I want to expose one of the most destructive schemes of evil in this world. 
and specifically within the church of Jesus Christ. It's like we're standing at the edge of the promised land. We want to take our land, but there's an enemy within. And this enemy will destroy us from within if we don't deal with it. This is an unseen killer. It is a virus that's taken hold of many hearts. Many families, many marriages, many churches have been destroyed because of this virus of the soul. You know, when I became a believer at the age of 18, uh, starting off, I was, I fell in love with Jesus. I was like, God, you're my everything. I want to follow you. My life is yours. Jesus, you are my God and King. But I didn't realize that there is an enemy within. And so one Sunday evening service, I remember the holiness of God was in the, in the venue. And it was like God shone His light on my heart. And He revealed to me the depravity of my heart. He revealed to me the pride, the arrogance. Self was reigning there in the recesses of my heart. And I just knew that God cannot use me for His kingdom if I don't deal with this. So I prayed the scary prayer and I, I prayed, Lord Jesus, break me. God, break me. Yo, I think God loves those type of prayers and He's been working in me over the last 20 plus years and He's not finished. I've realized this is not a one-off thing. This is a lifelong journey of coming to the end of ourselves and to become more like Christ. So I believe this is what God wants to do in us at this time. And today, as we celebrate the cross of Christ, there's an invitation to us. Many of us stand at a distance and we celebrate. We clap our hands and say, Jesus, thank you. Well done. Love what you've done for us. You died in our place. You did what we couldn't do for ourselves. Thank you, Jesus. But you see, the cross is more than something that we must celebrate and be thankful for. The cross of Christ is an invitation. It's saying, come. Jesus saying, come. Come and die. Come and die to self. Come and lay down your life so that you might take up your life. So that's the invitation to us today. And so I believe God is at this time working in us. He wants to remove this virus from our souls and He wants to set us free. You see, there's a trend in the church world. Men and women start off well. They start off humbly. they like, God, I want to do this for you and you alone. And then somewhere down the line, something changes. Something changes on the inside. When you look on the outside, things look the same. They're still doing the same. But suddenly, something has shifted in the heart. The focus has shifted away from loving God to loving self, from living for Him to living for self. Instead of building the kingdom of God, now they are building the kingdom of self. Instead of passionately pursuing the kingdom of God all across the earth and supporting others, now it's about my church. It is about me, my destiny, what God has planned for me. It's me, 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 me. Instead of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And so we might still say the right things, but the motivation has shifted. This is the virus. 
of self. Instead of humbly serving someone else, now we expect people to serve us. Instead of wanting to give honor to others and to God, now we seek honor for ourselves. This is the virus that has infected many hearts. So today I want to share with you how you can come to the end of yourself. The end of the coronavirus of the soul. So that you and I can be free in Christ. So now we see with Jesus how he, he responds to this virus of self. In the scriptures we see that this virus spread to the religious leaders and to the religious community. And so one day Jesus comes into the temple and he cleanses out his temple. He's saying, I will have none of this nonsense in my house. The virus of self. It says in Luke 19, 45, Then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, It is written, My house is a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. You have become like a bunch of thieves. You know, a thief is someone who takes for selfish gain. He steals that which is not his. He uses another instead of serving them humbly. You see, the, the house of God should be a place where people should be served and loved. Not a place where people are taken advantage of. The religious community of that time exploited the people of God. And so Jesus drove them out and said, guys, I will have, I will have none of this in my house. He turned over the tables and said, guys, stop exploiting the people. Stop using my people and my house for selfish gain. And so I believe that's what Jesus is wanting to, to address right now. You know, when you hear this, it's easy to think, hey, yo, I think that, you know, that pastor must hear this. Or, yo, my spouse. Now, he needs to hear this. No, this is a message for you and for me. We need to hear. We need to allow the word of God to cut away that which is not of him. So Jesus is cleansing his church right now. You know, we're all obsessed with washing our hands, especially if you went out and you went to shop. It's like wash, clean everything. The truth is Jesus is passionate about cleansing our hearts. We, we, we wash our hands so that we can't be infected with a virus. And Jesus wants to purify, to cleanse our hearts so that the coronavirus of the soul, the, the virus of self cannot get a hold, a grip on our hearts. You see, in Psalm 24, it says, who can come up the mountain of God? Who can approach the living God? It says, those who have clean hands and a pure heart. It's those that can approach and is those that God uses for the extension of his kingdom. You know, so we start off building the kingdom of God and some point we start Sometimes some of us begin to build the kingdom of self. And we see this in James chapter 3. James exposes this virus. He, he puts it under the microscope and he says, hey, there's a virus here. It says, but if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. If you have bitter envy, a darkness on the soul, a jealousy of others... And self-seeking, you're seeking self and not seeking to benefit others. Then he says, guys, 
don't boast against this. Don't resist the truth. You see, when, when, when God's word comes and he wants to shine the light on our hearts, we sometimes resist. We're like, no, 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 no it's not me. You know, it's other people. You know, it's, it's easy to say, hey, I'm just being faithful with what God has called me to do. And that's wonderful. It's good to be faithful in what God calls you to do. But are you exalting yourself above others? Are you thinking that your church or you are better than another church down the road? You see, God isn't only looking for faithful servants. He's looking for good servants, good and faithful servants. And we need good hearts and be faithful. Good in the sense that our hearts are to glorify Christ and to serve others, not self. And so God is looking for this. You see, at this time, as church gatherings are shut down, there are many preachers going online and making videos, like I am. And I believe a lot of church leaders are under considerable pressure at this time to perform, to impress. And we might be checking out and say, hey, but that guy's getting so many views, and this guy's getting so many views, and this guy's being followed by so many. And then envy can be stirred up in our hearts. You know, instead of celebrating the favor in someone else's life, instead of celebrating, man, that's a brilliant message that's getting out and changing lives. Instead of celebrating, there's this envy and jealousy and competitiveness that the enemy is trying to bring in. And I want to warn us from this today. Verse 16 of James 3 says, For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there confusion at every evil thing. So instead of the Holy Spirit being present now, an evil spirit is present. Instead of God working in our midst and through us, now there's another spirit working among us. You know, it's like with me starting this YouTube channel, I really believe God called me to do this. But you know, at times I'm like, God, I don't, I don't want to be seen. I don't want to stand in the limelight. I want you to be in the limelight. Sometimes I feel like putting a bucket over my head. Like this. And I want to say, Lord, I don't want to be seen. God, I want you to be seen. And, and I think that's great. You know, that our hearts would be, God, I want you to be seen. But the truth is, when God calls us to do something, you're going to have to step into the limelight at times. You're going to have to step onto stage sometimes. You're going to have to sometimes take the mic or sometimes share. You and I will have to be seen. So that we can point to Jesus. But where are our hearts at? Let God's word shine upon your heart right now. That's a scary verse. That evil can come and dwell among us and confusion in our heads and, and minds. When envy comes in, when selfish ambition comes in, when competitiveness comes in, we find ourselves in trouble. The coronavirus causes lung infections, pneumonia in extreme cases. And people can literally not breathe anymore. And I believe it's the same with this coronavirus of the soul. Instead of breathing in the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, when we get infected with this sickness of self, then it's like our lungs get sick and we no longer can respond to the Holy Spirit. We battle to breathe. And I believe this is a challenge for many. We're so self-focused that we unable to just humble ourselves before God and to connect with His Spirit. 
And so the working of the Holy Spirit has been replaced with the working of evil. There's competition, there's jealousy, and it's killing many Christians and churches and marriages. Now, we would expect the world to be selfish. We would expect government, politicians, business leaders, those who do not know Jesus, we would expect them to be selfish. But this sickness is infecting the church. So it's inside the church, it's outside the church, and it's killing many. It's infecting our marriages, our homes, our families, and our workplaces. The virus of self. It is destructive. Let's evaluate our hearts to see maybe if you have been infected with this coronavirus of the soul. We tend to be blind to it, yet there are a few tests that we can take to see. Do we have it? So test number one. How do you respond when someone else gets a breakthrough? When someone else gets a promotion or a miracle? When, when their prayers get answered and something stings on the inside of you, it's like, ouch. It's like, I'm not excited about their breakthrough. I'm actually a bit upset. I mean, what about me? What about my praise? What about my breakthrough? What about my miracle? You have the virus of self. Or you find yourself incessantly comparing and even competing with others, either spiritually or with natural things. It's like you compare your house or your car or your job or whatever else. And you find yourself jealous of what someone else has. If so, you're infected. Church leaders, pastors, are you comparing the size of your church to the church down the road? When you hear God is blessing another church or another ministry, are you also feeling that ouch that I'm not excited? I'm actually upset. What about me? What about us? We're doing the work of God. We're preaching the word of God. How can God bless them? You've been infected. Instead of celebrating what God is doing in that church, you focused on self and it's disconnecting us from the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You've got the disease, that's envy, that's jealousy, that's selfish ambition, that's the enemy within. So you need to immediately quarantine yourself and ask God to set you you're free. You and I, if we have this, we're contagious and we need to humble ourselves before the Almighty and say, God, forgive me. There's an enemy within. Lord, wash this virus out of my soul, out of my heart. In Jesus' name. Do you know why Jesus was crucified? Yes, yes, he he came to die. was the will of God to die for us in our place for all our sins. But do you know why he was killed by the religious leaders? Pontius Pilate discovered it in Matthew 27. It says, for he, that's Pilate, knew that they had handed him over because of envy. Think about that. Envy. The religious leaders, the guys who were supposed to discern, to know this is the Son of God, this is the Messiah, the Christ that they've been waiting for. But because of envy, because of his following, because of the way that incredible things were happening through the life of Jesus, they became jealous and their jealousy led to hatred. I mean, Jesus carried all they needed. He is the way, the truth and the life. All they needed was found in him. But envy caused the darkness on their hearts. They shut down and they hated him and they tried to kill him. And the consequences was, in their case, eternal destruction. They did not receive eternal life. How many of us 
are battling with envy, with jealousy about that person or that ministry or that church or that somebody. And we disconnecting ourselves from what they carry. It's so easy for us to start justifying or vindicating ourselves and to find fault with others when God blesses them. Well, they're not preaching the real gospel. We are preaching the real gospel. And we judge them and we disconnect ourselves from the gift that they might carry. So come on, let's trust God to set us free. Okay, let me give you some good news. I know this has been challenging. So, Andre, what's the vaccine? What's the cure? What, what will immunize us from the coronavirus of the soul? Well, it's simple and it's not simple. Come to the cross. Not only to celebrate what Jesus did for us, but to accept that invitation to die with him. To die to self. You see, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And he invites us, you and me, into the same. Jesus is our example. But how did Jesus do it? How was it possible for God to become a servant and to lay down his life? Because that's my struggle. I'm like, Jesus, how do you do this? This is really hard. <laughs> you see, Jesus was first a son before he was a servant. Now that's a, that's a critical truth that you need to embrace. He was first a son of his heavenly father. Jesus first experienced life in abundance from his heavenly father. He experienced the love of his father, the acceptance of his father. He was celebrated by his heavenly father and therefore he could lay down his life and be a servant. See, that's the key. You first need to be a son before you can be a servant. The end of self of this virus is when you become a servant. The end of building the kingdom of self is when we become passionate about seeing others prosper more than ourselves. That's the end of self, is when we become more passionate about seeing others prosper than ourselves. So Matthew 23, it's Jesus, he says, but he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. You want to be great? You want to be great in the kingdom of God? That desire, nothing wrong with that, to be great. But it's how. If you want to be great in the kingdom, you need to be the servant of all. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. He who thinks too much of himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. If we humble ourselves in the mighty hand of God, he will promote, he will give honor, he will lift us up. But then Jesus said, but woe to you. Pain and suffering awaits those, the religious leaders in this case, who are hypocrites, saying the right things, but the heart's not right. And he says there, you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. That's the result. When this sickness infects us, we might say the right things, but because of the heart attitude that's not right, because of this infection of the soul, we are actually shutting the kingdom of God. And it's no longer the Holy Spirit working in people. It's now an evil spirit that is working and it's killing so many. So this is the question. Will we be doing life, ministry, church and our families in our own ability because we're all about just self? Or will we come to the end of ourselves and see God begin to work mightily? So that's the invitation that God is holding before us. But so you first need to be a son 
and then you can be a servant. If you try to be a servant, in other words, man, I'm just going to be a nothing, I'm a zero, I'm nobody, I'm, I'm so pathetic, I'm terrible. If you try to do it like that, you'll fall into a hole of depression and darkness and condemnation and guilt. You're like, I'm not good enough. So that's not going to cut it. You first need to be a son and then a servant. I believe that God for us, first Father God is Father and then He's our King. We see this in the prayer that Jesus told us to pray. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. But it's first our Father who is in heaven and then your kingdom come. You see, when we become a son or a daughter of God and we understand that God celebrates us and He loves us and there's no guilt, there's no shame, there's no accusation. We have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. We can just come as we are if we realize that everything we need in life we find in Him. Then we can turn our focus to becoming servants. Then we can focus on serving others. Then we have no expectation from people to honor us because our honor comes from the Father. That's the key. You need to be a son or a daughter of God. You need to be wholly fulfilled in Him. And then you can come to the end of yourself. So let's do that. Let's see how Jesus did this. In John chapter 13, he says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Do you see it there? Jesus, knowing that he's a son, that everything has been given to him. Then he rose and he served. He became the servant. That's the key. You see, if you and I want to apply the cure to the coronavirus of the soul, the virus of self, we need to cleanse our hearts by washing someone else's feet. That's the key. We need to cleanse our hearts by washing somebody else's feet, physically and metaphorically. Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. I mean, imagine this God humbling himself, bowing the knee before Jesus, before even his disciples, bowing the knee and serving them, loving them, celebrating their identities and their destinies. I mean, Jesus said, said it to his disciples at some point. He said, guys, you're going to do the same works as me and even greater. You see, Jesus was about launching others into their destiny and into their identities. Jesus came as a servant and he lifted them up. In a sense, esteemed them higher than himself. It's mind-blowing stuff. And Jesus calling us to follow his example. And then after Jesus did this, after he washed his feet, then he told them, guys, I've done this as an example to you. Now you do the same to one another. Wash one another's feet. And so there's the cure. There's the cure to the sickness of the soul, to the disease of self. Wash somebody else's feet. Esteem somebody else higher than yourself. Bow the knee 
before Almighty God, surrender to God, and then esteem somebody else higher than yourself. So God is inviting you and me to do that today. Today we celebrate the cross of Christ. It's Good Friday. It's the Son of God becoming a servant and laying down His life. And He's inviting you and me to do the same. So how do we know when we're virus-free? It's simple. When somebody treats you like a servant and you're fine with it. You're not upset. You're not angry. You consider it an honor to serve them. Then you know you're free. When somebody treats you like a servant and you're fine with it, then you know you are virus-free. So how about washing someone's feet today to cleanse your heart? How about investing in someone else in a way that gives you you no personal benefit simply for the cause of Christ? For you are a son or a daughter of God and a servant of God. So I'm going to wash my family's feet today. My son and my wife. I'm going to wash their feet. I'm going to celebrate their lives and bless them. How about joining me in doing this? Speaking to a lady in church and uh, their marriage has really been battling. So they've been separated for months, she and her husband. And she prayed about it and she felt that she needed to go and wash her husband's feet. So she did it. She stepped out and she went. She washed his feet and he just wept as she washed his feet. And he shared with me later that he had this beautiful God encounter. It was like the heavenlies opened up over him. And he encountered the goodness and the love of God as she washed his feet. Isn't that beautiful? There is a kingdom dynamic at work there. That when we humble ourselves, the kingdom comes. The goodness of God is revealed. So how about doing that for somebody today? So in my case, over the last uh, few days, it's been quite challenging. I have a son, uh, 11-year-old son, Vian. And we've been spending family time together. We're playing games. And, you know, in the past, I had to throw games, you know, just so my son's heart doesn't get too hurt. But now, I mean, we play a board game, Settlers of Catan, and he kills me. Then we play chess, and he beats me. And then we're playing this on the tablet, playing this little game that we fight against one another. And after a while, Vian said, Dad, could we maybe try something else, something that's a bit more competitive? Because... I'm killing you. I'm like, ouch, he's 11. I'm the man in the house. And I was praying about this and I was just like realizing, but what if my life is not about fulfilling my destiny? What if my life is about helping my son to fulfill his destiny? Laying a platform where the kingdom of God can come in and come through my son. Same for my wife. What if my life is not about my wife serving me and helping me to fulfill my destiny, but what if I would discover her dreams, her passions, and make those my priority? And instead of exalting my thing above hers, exalting her dreams above mine. I believe that is the invitation to us right now. For you and me to think beyond ourselves. To be a son or a daughter of God, to be fulfilled in the Almighty. All we need is found in Him. And then to humble ourselves and to serve somebody else, to wash somebody else's feet, to make their mission in life our mission. 
So how about coming to the cross today? The cross is the end of self. How about making somebody else's deal more important than your own? How about esteeming somebody else higher than yourself? Because you're not. You're a son. You're secure. You're loved by your heavenly Father. Let's wash out this virus of the soul. Let's trust Jesus to set us free from the virus of self. Let's bring healing to our homes, to our families, to our marriages, to our churches. Let's open the door for Jesus to come in. And I believe with all my heart, I believe that if you and I would humble ourselves and surrender ourselves to God and serve others, I believe we've been set up for a mighty move of God on earth. So let me pray for us. Father, I thank you, Lord. I pray for each one that's been listening to my voice and these words. God, I pray for your light to shine. I pray, God, that we would be sons and daughters of God, secure in you, and humble ourselves before others and become a servant of the Most High God. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we will accept this invitation from the cross. That we say yes, not to only celebrate what you've done for us, but also to come and die to self. God, thank you that you are setting us up. You're preparing your church for the greatest move this world has ever seen. And I pray that we would embrace that and bow our knees before the living God. Serve others well. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.